Nah, but shout outs to my boy Elmo, alright? First and foremost, get well soon, man. My brother's in the hospital right now. He's uh he's uh dealing with something real quick. He'd be I right. be back on his feet. So today I'm actually joined by our you know, our new showrunner, my my boy, my, my partner in crime over here. Speech. Speech, what's up? What up? Everybody. Uh Glad to be in the podcast. I'm filling in some major, major shoes tonight for my boy Elmo. Yes. Bless up. Bless up. Bless up. Blesses and prayers. Facts. Facts. He hearing us. He's watching us right now. So we we doing good for you, bro. But yeah, we we, we here. Helps that, we here. We here, dog. Previously on today, episode number what is it? Twelve. Doce. Twelve deuces. Yeah, <laughs> we over here. Deuces, deuces de leche. Deuces de leche. Delicious. All right, so today's episode, what are we talking about? What's on the agenda for today's episode? Today's a special episode, man. Yeah, you guys already know what it was, man, what it is. If you looked at the thumbnails, if you looked at the at the cover art of the episode, you know what it is. If you, if you went out to the movie theaters in the last two days, you know what it is. My man over here thinking he's the webhead. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, far from home. Yeah, the right, review the spoilers the deep thought the nerd talk yes depth in depth this should go without saying but if you haven't seen the movie you about to get spoiled it's about to be spoiled I apologize. spoil city right here spoil milk my fault all but right we got a few things to get into you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about certain elements of the mo- of the movie. We're gonna talk about uh, our overall reactions, our you know, our likes and our dislikes. Oh yeah, a lot of the good stuff, a lot of great stuff in this film. I yes. really enjoyed it. What's your overall thought on this? Well, your I don't want. Rating. I don't want to. I don't want to just jump into it by saying the rating. But if I had to, if I had to just give like a a certain number right now, because you know it's just been the one viewing. I say a solid eight and a half, nine. Eight and a half, nine. Yeah, maybe nine and a half on the second viewing, because it was that good of a film. Like I, I really enjoyed it, and we saw it late. We saw the hell late. Hell yeah, late. This, I haven't seen a film like this in a minute. Midnight showing was the last time, and that's years, man. Yeah. Dude, when that, was the last time we saw a midnight showing? Midnight showing. I think it might have been Justice League. Nah. We that saw Justice League late though. But that was no midnight show. I remember though. it being late and whack. Not, not late, late, late this. Alright, not late, late, late. This, this. Not like this. No, no. Not, not like this, man. Not like this. Not man. like this, man. But no. yeah, it not was like pretty this. late. I, I ended up like oversleeping the next day. It was it was bad. I haven't seen a film like this in a minute, so it brought back good memories. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely did, man. Um but I feel like oh I feel like the the overall rating let me see i i would go with the nine nine and a half for me i mean the eight nine eight nine nine and a half what yeah man i don't even know i don't even know i'm giving it a nine and a half because the first showing was so hilarious the way they started this film is what got me okay that beginning part of that film uh there is a small clip in the beginning 
uh, uh, but I, I'm saying the, the clip after that. Uh, so going into it, uh, that beginning clip where they show Nick Fury, Maria Hill, going into Mexico and trying to find this elemental, uh, yeah, elemental mm-hmm. uh, rock figure, right? Because you can't say sand. It was rocks, right? Uh, I would say he's more Earth-based. Oh, that's so, what they call it. Know, yeah, that's what they call yeah, it. He's, but he's, they gave a little Easter egg. little yes, Easter egg right there by the license plate. Uh, that's what the director does. That's his thing. With the, all these movies, he leaves little Easter eggs on license plates throughout the film or just little codes around the film that refer to a, a specific comic book of the either the moment or uh, introduction of a character. And that one was Sandman. So that was a little, that was a little nod right there. But it was cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was it? ASM... Four, six, three, six, three, yeah, yeah, four, six, three. The yeah. comic book, the issue, and the year it came out. Yeah, that's how they. That's how they find it. Amazing Spider-Man issue four came out in sixty-three. Yep. Yeah, he did that a lot in this film, and and then the yeah, first he did one in the too. The first one too. But they just my, they just said they just actually found out that he had a Howard the Duck reference in the in, in the, the first movie in the boat. Yeah, in the boat, that big ass boat. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, it was it's strange, but yeah, man. Like, uh, the directors can do that. Directors can make those little little Easter eggs that you know people overthink and find, and we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we I, I, I can't even say anything about them because, you know, we definitely would watch the anal- you know the the video that analyzes and breaks down the actual Easter egg. It's so once intriguing, they find. man. Yeah. It's so intriguing the shit that you can do in I'll these I'll tell films. you one thing though, it ain't gonna be me though. Oh, no. I'm that not gonna a, I'm not gonna spend those I man support, hours. Though. I support it. I support you guys. I, I will spend shout the man hours new watching. Rockstars. New Rockstars shot you out. Yeah, new rock stars, emergency awesome. You know, even Collider. Collider, you know? Beyond the Trailer, yeah, IGN, Screen All Crushers. That. All that. Damn. Yeah, doing us favors. And we're here because you got the true, you got the true triple O G O Gs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go the hunt. They do everything. They they do a nice detective work. <laughs> oh yeah, they're definitely the Bruce Waynes. We're we're just over here acting like a couple Barry Allens, <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep, trying to keep quick on our feet, you know. Keep it going, but yeah, we get the introduction of Mysterio, and that was cool. I thought that was really dope. Like the way he looked, it was like very mystical. So I like when people were saying that he's like Thor, he's like Iron Man. I'm like, yeah, I see it. I see it when he made that introduction, and I'm impressed. I'm impressed how they pulled it off. I was too. I mean, I thought when I first heard that they were gonna make Mysterio the the main antagonist of the mm-hmm. film, I didn't know how to really feel. Then I, you know, I'm like, okay, Jake Gyllenhaal, okay, that's a great actor. Great actor, great resume, yes. love his shit, always crazy, and he'll go. It wasn't committed. A, it wasn't until they they showed him in mm-hmm. the trailer that I was like, okay, I I kind of see this going somewhere. I wasn't really thrilled about his outfit, but then when you think about it, that's as close as comic book, you know, accurate as you're gonna get, and it's not something that you know. At the end of the day, what were you going to expect? Yeah. It's not like the yellow spandex or anything. Yeah, he makes an entrance. That's his thing. He's, he, he When he appears in, into action, yeah. he wants people to know, yeah. I'm in here. He he definitely made he made a good good uh, choice as a secondary oh, yeah. villain for the, the franchise so mm-hmm. far in this iteration of the 
Spider-Man movies. Leading up to the Sinister Six, watch out. We'll see. We'll see. I see that being like the fourth film, if anything. Yeah, I mean, they don't, at this point, you know, they could keep Spider-Man. For, this is his fifth one, bro. His fifth one. His fifth outing, but yeah, not his, his fifth, fifth outing. His, his fifth second outing. Out, his this is second the solo. Fifth time. Five yeah. times this guy has been an MCU film. Yeah. That's crazy. And he's had like a good amount of camera time in every film. Oh, yeah. He, he, when you see him, he makes a presence. And that's yeah. what the type of Spider Man we need. Yep. We need a guy that he comes in, you can feel the, the energy out of nowhere. Yeah. He brings that type of feeling. And that, that's what's up. Because this was an amazing, like, it's close. I, it's hard to compare it with Homecoming, but it's really good. Extremely good. And you know what made it even better? The blip PSA. <sighs> Bro. <laughs> I, I felt like a kid, man. I was smiling. I was in joy. I was just... It was amazing. It was amazing how they put it off because... It was the, the first It was the first time that we actually had a chance to see... What happened? What happened with the dusting? Mm-hmm. Like, seeing how, like, okay, this is a different version of the dusting happening, but with a bunch of people that had nothing to do with the battle. Nope. Nope. This just... Regular civilians, ground Regular civilians, level. Yeah. And it was so dope how the school pulled it off with the, f- like, those two anchors, Betty, uh, Brian, is it Betty, Betty Brant, Brant. Betty mm-hmm. Brant and Jason, no. Yeah, it was like Jason Ionoman or something. Yeah, those yeah. two. Yeah. They're back and forth. They're hilarious in Homecoming. Hilarious. I thought that was my favorite yeah. part. <laughs> Just seeing them. And they do it again with this one. They do a little service in the beginning. Uh, for uh, what what did they call it? What is it? Oh, the memoriam. That's how yeah. they started after the after they introduced the Mysterio. Yeah, with Whitney Houston after the Marvel after the Marvel tag. They played yeah. Whitney Houston. Um, I will always love you. I will always love you. Yep, that was hilarious. When I heard that, I already knew something special was coming because I was like, "Why did they play this song? This song is just." I knew that they were gonna <laughs> reference Iron Man as soon as I heard that song. Yeah, but I'm like, damn, they're doing it so soon. Like they, they over. I kind of think they overdid it with the Iron Man, you know. But it made sense. He, the guy just saved the world. Yep. So it made sense, and then you know, the whole entire movie is basically about Peter taking up the mantle, True. so to speak, or Passing the, the leadership role, and they want to make sure that he's always being made aware. Of his past and mm-hmm. who led him there, you know. I I, I think it was it's great. Uncle Tony. That's what they made the MCU yeah. calls him. It's Uncle Tony. Uncle Tony. Because yeah. Uncle Ben, he, he gets a little sidelined in <laughs> both films. Oh yeah, he don't give up. This version of Spider Man don't give a fuck about Uncle Ben. Oh yeah, and out no, not Aunt May. May. Yeah. She out here. She out here. She out here. She out here. <laughs> She's doing some things. I feel like some I happy feel like things. Peter was was mad young when when that version of Uncle Ben died. And he probably didn't even die. He probably just left that bitch. Uh, that if that happened it had to be the early twenties and you know what? Early twenties do a lot of things. <laughs> oh man, but not to her. You not to her. Know. Marissa Tomei still look bad as all heck and she's like damn near fifty. Maybe you over hear 50? A little trivia. She used to go out with Robbie Downey Jr. Oh, really? Back in I think the nineties, they said. Nineties. 
they used to go out together and i found that out laugh afterwards and i was like yo that's hilarious because now i look at the scenes that were together oh yeah when they were staying on the chair they had good chemistry well yeah it was natural Mm -hmm. that's crazy i didn't know that yeah man um i really like that little memorial theme i I like how they even ended it with like the little getty images the getty images they had a bootleg copy or a very like small copy of vision because he looked blurred oh yeah yeah (laughs) and what was that that he was going against it was weird they i don't know how that picture came from but that's from age of ultron oh okay that clip is from age of ultron that's hilarious oh man but the the whole little brother being older then yo that's hilarious then the, the, the regular brother then the, then the older brother like that was hilarious yeah that was the guy that was one of the anchors because the feet uh betty betty was trying to keep it steady you know the way she's on camera she's like trying to keep it steady she's trying to keep the boat afloat try to stick to the rules and then the other guy's <laughs> like yo like my little brother he my big brother now like <laughs> he's amazed he's like he doesn't really give a shit he doesn't give a shit he curses at the beginning <laughs> He was like, what the hell? Like, I'm mad as hell. They made us come back and start all over. They had to restart the whole year. <laughs> had he to trying start to figure out. He's like, yo, like, what happens? The Avengers are gone. Like, what Like, what now? What's the plan? <laughs> like, like what's freaking the pl- out on camera. That shit had me die. That was my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> my favorite really? part of the movie. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it was definitely one of the most, um, oh, man. It's like, funniest Ways to open the movie. I think they did the same thing in Homecoming. They kind of did, did the a same little thing. bit, but if you watch the extras, and I, I want everybody to watch the extras. You can find that on YouTube. But they have a whole like five minute segment of just them doing all these different takes. Oh, I gotta watch on that. different on different things. They have a piece with the Professor Harrington, hilarious. His love life. <laughs> oh, that's the guy uh, with the glasses, right? Oh that, yeah, the, Steve that Martin. Steve. Oh, we're gonna get Martin. into that. Martin Star, actually, my bad. Martin Star. Martin yeah. Star. We're gonna get into that, Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, but uh, what's next? Uh, Edith. Edith. It's a nice name. <laughs> yeah. What's, this, what's it mean? What's it, it means, stand for? It, it, could, it could mean a lot of things. It could mean whatever you want it to mean. But in this movie, it's it means gift. for something specific. It was a gift to, to Peter. Yes. As you saw, if you saw this movie... Mm-hmm. Um, well, you should have seen the movie. They definitely. showed it in the trailer. They, they showed, showed it in the trailer. the trailer too. I was gonna get there, you know, as as far as uh trying to be um suspenseful, but you kind of ruined this, all right. Uh-huh. Um, Peter is gifted um Tony's glasses from Infinity War mm-hmm. and from Endgame, right? Because he had them as well in in that movie too. Yeah, but we remember. first see it in we first see it in Infinity War. Infinity War, for fact. Uh, the ones that uh, actually absorbed into his hand right after the the Which fight. Is dope because yeah. nanobots are just like nanobots. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> dope. You, you don't have to away. worry about putting it in your pockets, it's, needing a case. You hide it in your finger. Yeah, <laughs> you take it off and it dissolves. <laughs> but he he leaves to, uh, Peter his glasses. And gives him full access mm-hmm. to basically do whatever he was able to do with the glasses, which is almost whatever he wants. Like the phone can actually—I mean, the the glasses can actually uh, track what people are doing on their phones if they are like close by. They, it could uh, send attack drones. Yeah, because it's connected to all Tony Stark industry satellites that are in space. Yes. So which- he has a global finding device on anything he wants yes technology based and we learn that edith actually stands for even dead i'm the hero 
Such a Tony thing. Such a clever, clever way of of just leaving his mark. That's such I miss a Tony. That guy. It was such a Tonyism. I miss that guy. I love that guy, man. All right. Well, I I definitely like the fact that it was like the MacGuffin of this film because it wasn't something that when you saw in the trailers you didn't expect it to be like the overlaying you know piece. That yeah. was going to connect throughout the entire film. We didn't know it was going to be such a big part of the plot. Um, yeah. It, it was pretty cool. Because I thought it was a nice gift, but I thought that was something like towards the end of the film or some shit. Like, right. from just watching the trailer, that was a little thing that was just a system. But, like, the magnitude of the power within those <laughs> glasses. That shit is crazy. I mean, I know if I would have had those glasses. You would kill Brad? Even for 20 minutes. Even for two minutes, I wouldn't kill Brad. I would have just done something where I could embarrass Brad somehow and try to get away with it. Fuck you, Brad. Yeah, fuck. Hashtag fuck Brad. <laughs> fuck you, Brad. Oh, How man. You, you, you stupid ass uh, kid. I love this transformation. Up. They showed in the in the in the blimp that his transformation was a little. He was part of the debate team. He was the little Asian kid that was part of the debate team in the first film, mm-hmm. and they showed the transition from him jumping five years and then becoming like. Uh, a handsome basketball player. Yeah. That's still part of them. And he's like coming like the new cool guy. Actually overshadowing Flash, who was a big like antagonist for Peter Parker. So it's a nice little switch up, but uh it played out pretty funny. Yeah, it definitely did. All of the 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 characters that um you know stuck around during the blip they all definitely they all play some kind of interesting role with the people that were gone like they i don't know because they because they were there for the five years you know they had gone through so much yeah and then the the other people that they had no idea what anything was going on so like they were just lost and this just made it hilarious just to watch that that they talk about that she appeared in her house and that somebody was already living in the house and the lady was accusing her of being a mistress. Well, I didn't catch that. <laughs> she talked it real quick to, to Peter after uh, they did uh, the little thing at the feast. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's who she was talking about that. She was like, yeah, it just popped up. <laughs> People thought it was like, it's my house. So it took a while, but we finally you know, got our shit back. <laughs> wow. I don't even remember that part. That must have been... A part I dozed off. There was at. a lot. There, there was a lot of things you got to catch in this film. That's why I can't wait until the second viewing now because my perspective has changed. I feel like watching it tomorrow, man. If I, if that's I don't what have... it, you know, Dave was telling me to do that. He's like, "Yo, you want to go see it tomorrow?" I was like, if we could find tickets, I'm down. Oh, that's another thing. Yeah, if we could find tickets. Yeah, because this movie's selling now. So if you haven't got your tickets yet, bro, I wonder if they got matinee tickets. Um, they available. probably do, but you know, it's Fourth of July. I don't care. I'd rather watch it in the morning, you know what I mean, in 4th of July, than watch it later on in the day. But um, I was definitely surprised with a certain callback. Oh, big callback. Big callback from Civil War. Yes. That was actually teased several times that it was going to play some kind of major part in Endgame. Yeah. But that's... Because the film directors and all the people working on the film, they're clever. Yeah. They see they see us seeing them. Oh, yeah. So they fool us. So they had us thinking that we were going to see the 
technology that Tony Stark used in the movie Civil War. Um, barf. Barf. <laughs> Such a name. <laughs> I forgot what it what it barf. actually. I think it was bio um, something augmented reality. Yeah, framing something like that. Close enough. <laughs> but anyway, um, we find out that Tony didn't actually create this all by his by his lonesome. No, no, no. He actually asked some help by Mister Quentin Beck himself. That was crazy, and how they used the Civil War footage of him doing it. Yes, presenting it at MIT, mm-hmm. and adding those scenes of him behind Tony Stark in the background, like yo. This is one of those films where you realize that that interconnectedness, that this 10-year span that we watch these films and all of them being connected, these are the moments that pays off. Yeah. They're very high. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Because it. for somebody that, let's say, has never seen Civil War, but they, for some reason, saw this Spider-Man, they see that scene. Mm-hmm. To them, that's the first time they're watching that scene. And they don't really see the the hidden context behind behind it. They just not the bigger hidden context. Of it. Exactly. They just they get they feel they're in the moment. Yeah. They can't see outside of that moment of what they did for that film. They try to, you know, make sense of it. I guess mm-hmm. because they you know explaining it. But for us, we're like, oh, he was there the entire time. So even back then, oh, it makes sense why he never really wanted to pursue it yeah and there was and that that's not the only callback there's a bunch of callbacks to other films within that five minute bar scene yeah that five minute bar scene where he reveals himself to be using the barf technology for illusions so all these elementals they don't exist man they're just they messing with people's minds because of what happened with the snap people's imaginations are like Oh yeah, I saw a rock creature. That's probably real now. Yeah. <laughs> like if people blimp back <laughs> 5 years like anything is possible and people have that mindset now that anything is possible and they're doing crazy they had, things. They had that. a freaking alien invasion. They had some kind of purple guy from space come in with his own army of twice. Monsters. Twice. twice. You know what I mean? Once he he took away half of everybody, mm-hmm. of everybody a thing. And then he came back to try to finish the job and then ended up disappearing and stuff. So, yeah, the reality, you know, the rules of reality in in that universe, they don't really exist anymore. I'll be thinking I'm a superhero. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't be, be, you know, I I wouldn't question anything if I lived in that world. It would be a dope world to live in, too. Let's talk about Peter Parker himself. The journey that guy goes through. Um, remember we saw that recap before earlier that kind of just showed his his adventures through MCU. That guy is living the craziest two years of his life. After has it been two years? I, I'm movie? assuming it's two years. Yeah, I'm assuming two years. Um, but the first introduction in Civil War was six months. Okay. So six months. Let's say two years. Two years. Right. This guy has gone through a lot of shit. Yeah. No, he definitely has. And I'm surprised how he is in this film. He's strong. He's going through his high school things, his love dilemma, and he's growing up. And they're forcing him to be an adult. But, you know, he has a lot of struggles. And he just, he wants to care about more of his personal life, more of his family and friends 
and not try to fill in the shoes of being that ultimate leader like Tony Stark. Because those shoes can never be filled. Yeah, my man just want to relax. He just want to have vacation, a vacation. Man. Yeah, he just want to go on vacation. The guy wants to just chillax, try to hook up with a girl. You can't blame him. You cannot blame him for that. He got he, at he all. A kid, man. He a kid, and we gotta enjoy things as a kid. Cause nowadays we become adults, and it's life is moving fast. Yeah. You know, so take advantage of the times, and that's all he was trying to do. Man, Nick Fury, don't give a fuck, man. Nick Fury, he sees with one eye. Still don't give a fuck. Nah. <laughs> like he better not ghost Nick Fury. Don't ghost Nick Fury. He'll find don't you. Don't do that, son. He'll find don't you. Don't do and that. And he'll find the people around you. And he'll make sure that whatever excuse you have, all right, I'm going to check you tomorrow then. <laughs> but I just told you I can't tomorrow. Don't worry. Maybe on it. I'm going to check you tomorrow then. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. That 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 definitely was, um, was something to watch, you know. I mean, I don't even know how many suits in total he had. Five. He has all his ones. He has the original one they show in the illusion scene. They show um, the Iron Spider in the beginning of the film. They show him with his regular suit. Then they show him with the self Spider-Man New War suit. Yeah, that was my favorite one. And then he one. shows the one that he created on the ship, which is a nice red and black one. That's pretty dope. I wasn't really fucking with that one. No? I thought it was more uh, sharp. That was very sharp. I mean, I, I kind of, I, I liked how the white emblem on the back kind of was reminiscent of the white emblem in the front on, you know, of the, no, nah, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man uh, PS4 game. Oh, yes. It looked like that. That's what it reminded me and of. And there's, there's a lot of suits. There's more suits coming. There's more suits. This guy is like his Tony Stark now, like as a mini Tony Stark, because he's, while he was creating one of the suits, mm-hmm. he already had. Uh, sketches of other suits. Tony had already thought about this guy's suits before he even thought about his suits. <laughs> Tony got he 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 good like yeah. he mafia. He like you good for life. Yeah. <laughs> I just I really fucked with the noir suit. The simplicity of it. It was dope. It was just dope. It just it it was it was definitely something that I would I would want to see him wear again or want mm-hmm. him to emulate somehow. Yeah. You know, maybe they do a symbiote in the future in the MCU. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I still love the Iron Spider. That's my favorite. Iron Spider is my favorite because it looks so shiny. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not really messing with it like like that. I mean, not so much after watching it mm-hmm. so many times already. Like he's used that <laughs> three times. He's used, used that. He's used that particular suit um, three different times as his like main suit yeah man. he doesn't have to use that suit not particularly specifically have to. you know in the last few you know months but i guess he 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 did it because he was paying homage to to tony i like the how it's in a case in that case it looks like just a glowing oh, particles that was dope you know what that would have been Imagine if that's something that you can get like in a in a Spencer's or something like that. Oh yeah, they probably like have lamp. some shit like that, that already. Spencer's dope. have a lot of crazy shit, and now it's like that. I would want that. There's gonna be something coming out soon. <laughs> something like that. They always make it. I know they will. But that was dope. Uh, yeah, how my man get hit by a train and survive? Bro, 
He didn't even have no broken bones. He ain't have nothing popped out of place. He just went and smooth went inside the train, mm-hmm. got himself a seat, and knocked out. Yeah, because the battle, which I thought was amazing. So once uh, Spider-Man figures out that Quentin Beck is playing him, straight up, you know, congratulations. You got played. You got played. You got yeah. played. Uh, he confronts him, and I think that battle was very epic visually. It reminded me of uh, like hints of Doctor Strange. Yeah, with his battles always going into different like magical things, but this this happened to be illusions, and you know they did a a very cool like mirror scene. They did that uh, Gwen Stacy thing. Oh, uh, I I think it was either the Gwen Stacy or the Spider Man from the Sam Raimi. Um, or it might have been a little bit of both because this director, he knows what the hell he's doing yeah. with paying homage and taking little things and cherry picking what he wants. But yes, the scene where um, the illusion where he sees MJ and he's being held by Mis- she's being held by Mysterio on the edge of a building, as yep. always. It was the Eiffel Tower, and boom, that's a drop. You know, um, it, it played out better in this film than Amazing Spider Man because Gwen Stacy did die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this one was just an illusion. But it was a nice little homage because I, you know, we'll never see. We could see it happen, but probably not. But this was nice. And just the illusion fight itself was dope. But he convinces him that things around him are not real. So he doesn't even know he's fighting him in a train station. Yeah. So he starts backing him up to a wall. That's an illusion. And when he brings him back to reality, train passes by. But yo, the way the train came by, bro. I thought he was dead. I did too. I mean, <laughs> I it, I to, be, to be honest, I think in that particular scene, if you weren't invested in who Spider-Man is, you watch that scene and you'd be like, oh, that's it. He's done. Yeah. Body. The speed of that train was like a it bullet train. It was a train. bullet train. It's a bullet train. It was a bullet train. Like It, it, it wasn't like it was like a bullet train. No, it was, it a, bullet was train. a bullet train. So that shit goes fast as hell. It got a squash. Normally, you will be squashed. Exactly. And Why it, didn't he get squashed? Why didn't his body parts go everywhere? No. Spider Man, bro. Nah, I ain't rolling with that, man. I ain't rolling with that. If I, he got hit, how did he get in the side of the train? Do you think he got hit and then, like, from the front and unless, then just kind of pushed him to the side? Unless and he, then... he saw it coming <laughs> and then, in his spider sense, instead of him actually getting hit, it looked like he was getting hit. But he just find a way to like kind of stick himself well, on the. Up. I don't know if you saw that, but the way he got into the train, he's like his head is bleeding, his mouth. Is oh yeah, yeah, he's holding himself like this. I think oh. he got ripped. No, he did get ripped. But what I'm saying is, what if he kind of took? He took a lighter hit. Is what yeah, he saying? took a lighter hit because he braced himself for it and he stuck himself to the to the to the to the truck. I mean, to the train. Like, I think I think he's still at least at least. Ping ponged a little bit on oh, the yeah. side, on the side before he finally stuck. He off. definitely got some kind of whiplash. Oh man, he should have had more than that though. Uh, I want to go see the Netherlands because oh. Spider Man, it's it's the friendliest place. Go to the Netherlands, you can do whatever you want. Ask for their phone. Nice. Ask, ask for their, their house. Phone. You will get asked for their wife, and they'll give yeah, it to you nicely, exactly, and with a smile. They'll be mad that you didn't ask for it sooner. Yeah, because they were waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely want to go to the Netherlands. What do you think of Mysterio? My overall impression of him. Yeah, he was a good. He was a good villain. He's not the best um, Spider-Man villain that we have ever seen. 
in this MCU version or in no, general? No, in general. Really? Yeah. Definitely not. I I would rank him. I wouldn't say he's the lowest, but I rank him uh, close to the top. It's like you know, you know, your top three. He'd be like right under, maybe like four or something. For me, it's the top has got to be Doc Ock. Doc Ock, man. That one's fine. Nobody topping that. There's too emotion, too much emotion, and that Spider-Man Two is Spider-Man Two is still yeah. the best. I say it now. I don't yeah. gotta compare it. That that was one of the best Spider-Man movies ever. But this Spider-Man Two, Spider-Man Far From Home, you you realize it's the third Spider-Man Two that we've had. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Spider-Man Two, the major Spider-Man Two, now Far From Home. I think that's why they're not going with numbers. With yeah. certain of these films, and I think they just that's a smart title. thing. That's a smart way of doing it. Yeah, way better to me. It's way better, way better. I think they only did that with Iron Man, Iron Man one, two, and three. That's the only one they kept the simple, straight up. Everything else kind of had like a subtitle. Yeah, because Cap didn't have it, and Thor, Thor didn't and have Cap, it. Yeah, Thor and Cap. Doctor Strange may have it. Guardians had it, but they didn't have it in the same simplistic Not in way. way. Yeah, they, 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 they have get volume a twist. one they and a volume twist, two, too. which is actually pretty cool. It makes them stand out more. But yeah, Bad Panther may have it. Captain Marvel may have it. We don't know that yet. We don't know, but you know, probably not. Not at this point. I hope not. Not at this point. Yeah. But I enjoyed Mysterio. I think he was his first. The first half of him was very convincing. Like he's really trying to get me in, believing like this is gonna be like the new father figure for Spider Man. Because Spider Man, my man has a lot of father figures. <laughs> yeah, man. This motherfucker can't seem to, you know, so, have a dad falls, around. Somebody got him. That's how loved he is. Somebody got his back. Yeah. yeah. A lot of father figures. So this one, he was trying to fill in those roles. And he was doing it nicely. Like, he was really getting him to open up and shit. But then once he once he got the the Edith glasses from him and transferred over the, the user base to him, and they showed his real intentions, like his real bad intentions, I was amazed. And I was like, that goes to the character. That goes to the actor being able to pull off a different perspective and being like this like madman with power trying to get back at tony stark oh man he was very very convincing because even though i knew he was lying i started to believe him yeah he made it convincing yeah it wasn't it wasn't until the whole bar scene where i'm like damn they really are making this like he really is he made you believe his words yeah like when he said the multiverse i really believe for a second there's a multiverse Nah. Excuse me. Not How yet. did you feel about that? The multiverse thing? I was souped. You know me, man. I know. I was like, all right. It's game time. Secret but Wars. How did you feel to have the rug pulled under you? No sight. But they keep talking about this Venom thing, so I got to see how that works out. I know, and I feel like they wouldn't necessarily have thrown it in there if it wasn't necessarily somewhat possible. I think, yeah, I think Quentin said it just to kind of like F with us. Mm-hmm. But I think the MCU uh, introduced it with and Dr. talked Strange, about it. Right? Strange? Even before that, bro. With what? Um, the Professor Selwig or Selvig or whatever his name is. Oh, yes, yes, Thor. yes. He mentioned it in Thor The Dark World. Yes, he put it on the board and you saw all the Nine Realms and everything, all this other stuff. He actually, they they had a um, like a breakdown video. Mm-hmm. I think it was on IGN or somebody had it, where they actually show 
616 universe as the prime universe i don't know if it said prime universe or anything but it was written on the chalkboard as early as the um thor the dark world okay so yeah there's a multiverse but hey we don't get it at least for now wink no. wink to us. wink wink but i feel like they keep dropping it to get our minds introduced to if it if we could get toby Maguire and andrew garfield with tom holland we do anything we want <laughs> but let's talk about mj okay I, I like i like her 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 uh growth from the first one to this one i feel like she's uh less you know introverted more open more social starting to break out to herself especially when they had that honest moment uh where everybody's talking about their real their real thoughts in the room with happy and the kids oh yeah yeah, yeah. So that that was cool. I, I'm like, all right, now like, at first it was kind of hard to picture as the MJ. Now I, I really see it. I'm like, I, I I like this chemistry. I like this MJ better than you know, Kristen Dunst or whatever her her name Kristen is. Kristen Dunst. Yeah, I definitely this version that they have keep keep pains and Zendaya money. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep her happy. Find so, out her last name. Keep her happy. I'll, <laughs> Keep yeah exactly. <laughs> keep her happy off the camera, but then on the camera. You got make, right here now. Make her keep hit, getting mad at everybody and oh, coming up with these slick ass comments that she can, she has so many sarcastic things to say. I still got to see her show. I still got to see her show Euphoria. Oh Euphoria, I yeah. I heard her. a lot of good things about yes. that show. A lot of drugs, a lot of young mm -hmm. kids partying. Hey, mm -hmm. we live that life, so I can't wait to see it again. Hey, Amen. But uh, what do you think of this uh, post-Endgame hookup? May and Happy. Oh, uh, May and Happy? It did Friends with Benefits, you know what I'm saying? Listen, I can't be happier. Happy's happy. From a man happy, you happy's know what I mean? happy. Yeah. He's doing some things out here. And yo, May looking. Mother May I. Listen, she rocking mom 70 jeans with the bell bottoms. Oh. And I wanted them shorter than shits. Yeah. She bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, May. Yeah, that yeah, that scene when she was in when she was working, and I love her work. And then ha and Happy was eating, it and she she was trying to tease him. Yeah, when he was on the, <laughs> when she was on the phone with with Peter. That she was yo, I gotta give it to Marissa to Marissa 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 Tomei. Yeah, man, she's hot. Right. She is hot to try for her age. Let's talk about the other hookup. <laughs> oh. Oh, the hookup and the, and the breakup? Oh, my God. The hookup and the breakup. The fling. That was... Honestly, I knew it was going to happen because, you know, you saw it in the trailer, too. Yeah. Between Betty and uh, Ned. And we detectives. <laughs> yeah, and we detectives, definitely. You know, because in the comics, apparently, she's married. Uh, Betty the Brandt is, is married to... Ned... Ned... Lees or something? That's how you say it. Lev, Ned Lees. It's yeah. his name in the comic books. They only call him Ned in the films. Right. And he becomes a hobgoblin, but, you know, she has heart for the villain. You know what I thought about today? What? And I forgot to mention it to you as, like, part of the notes. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that they never mentioned his name, his last name. Nope. He's not, you know, the Ned Lee's character, so to say. Like, they haven't announced him as that yet. And in the comics, that version, that character, Nellie's, he's not friends with Peter Parker, is he? No. Okay. 
Yeah, like uh, this this John Hughes style of uh, Spider-Man films is is so clever because they're introducing a lot of young versions of villains or turned villains or anti-heroes or sidekicks to Peter Parker at a very young age. Like in the first film, they show Cindy Moon who becomes I forgot what type of silk. spider person. Yeah, Silk. Mm -hmm. She wasn't in this film, but you know, same thing with Miles and same thing. Like they introduce them in little clever ways. Betty Brant is actually a love interest him you know i hope in the next one they they introduce gwen stacy mm. you know mm -hmm. it'd be it'd be cool but like keeping at this age and you know, harry osborne that'd be cool like that age range that'd be dope that's where i was getting to okay so in this version of peter's best friend right mm -hmm. they modeled that character his likeness with the ganky character from the um miles morales iteration of spider-man right so, okay, cool. He's not Harry, nope. who's Peter's actual best friend in the comic. Peter's best friend. Yep. Miles' best friend is Genki. Mm -hmm. But let's make him, let's name him Ned, but not say his last name. Oh, yeah, because Genki doesn't have a last name. Okay, but <laughs> what, what I'm trying to say is, what if they never mention his last name? They never mention his background. We don't know if he's rich or not. Mm -hmm. Or maybe he is, but he just doesn't like to admit it. Is or he Filipino, Hawaiian? What if his last name is Osborne, and he's not Harry Osborne? He's Ned Osborne, which is something different, and that's how we get the Hobgoblin connect. I don't know how I feel about that one. That I feel like that's a harder pill to swallow than the MJ thing. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because of the Harry Osborne. Yeah. But I feel like it's it's stupid for them to kind of do what Amazing Spider-Man did. Like what? When they introduced Harry in the sequel. He was his friend, but he was like away. Yeah. He was one of his closest friends that was away for a while. And he didn't know if they were cool anymore like that when he came back. What if that shit was so the next the Spider-Man have Harry, but as a competing antagonist to Ned. Then that makes more sense. And then kind of lingers and that's the beginning. Like they have a fight and Peter picks Harry over Ned. And then that's his journey now. Into villainism. Little by little. Because he's an asshole in this film. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, he's an asshole. He's a bad friend. <laughs> he was trying to tell him, let's be let's be single, let's be bachelors. And then I don't know where he hooked up with a white girl, man. You hook up with a white girl, you change your life. Hey man. <laughs> Sometimes when they when they watch you while you're playing with those uh, RPGs, those are role playing games. Yeah, man, you slaying out there in the fields. Mm -hmm. Buddies are gonna come by. Yeah, and they and they love it, <laughs> babe, babe, babe. Every second. Yo, that was hilarious. When, when he goes through the glasses and looks at the text, and they both say, "I miss, I miss you. you, I miss, miss you, you more." Too. Yeah, and they were right <laughs> next, next to, to each, each other. other. <laughs> that shit was hilarious, bro. Yo, let's talk about the teachers, yo. Mr. Oh. Dell and Mr. Harrington. Mr. Dell is JB Smooth, right? JB Smooth. Oh, he is hilarious. He's the he's the one that stole the show for me in this movie. He's hilarious. I wish he had more screen time, but yes, when I he do came too. through, he took over. <laughs> when, when they like, oh, so I'm gonna take first shift, you're gonna take second. I'm gonna take third shift. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take some pills and go to sleep. <laughs> I'm gonna get third shift. <laughs> and then Harrington when he talked about with uh Peter about the, the blimp 
He's like, yeah, you know, I thought I lost my wife <laughs> uh, through the blimp, but she was actually gone. She was actually where she was like partying for five years, and we did like a whole funeral for her and everything. And look she look came at this back. video. I can show you. <laughs> he had a video of the freaking this the the supposed funeral. That's so messed up. Yeah, he has been having love issues since the first film. Right. It's a, it was a callback to that because he was supposedly having issues with his mm-hmm. wife in the first one. Yep. Yep. That was hilarious. So funny. Um, yeah, I've, you know, something about Flash Thompson. I think they're lingering something for the future with Flash Thompson. They didn't really show him do much because Brad took a lot of spotlight. But yeah. they they kind of kind of showing like he's on this social media game. So he's like trying to be loud. He's trying to be the most like get the views. Like he's trying to get other people besides he's the people in front of him. Yeah. I think he for was his, comp- I think he's like lonely. I think he's lonely. Yeah. He's being an asshole. That's a front for him. And then it kind of showed when he's in the airport when he gets service because I guess he has a wealthy background, mm-hmm. but none of his parents could have come, not his mother. So it kind of shows a little layer to him, even though he he didn't have a big presence in this film. And in the comics, Flash Thompson is a version of Venom, right? It's a Venom version. Um, he becomes Agent Venom. Agent Venom. And I don't know if they can pull that one off here. I don't know how you go from Tom Hardy to Ravi. It's a big shift. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. But it's nice to know. You know, the character's still important in the comic books as just Flash Thompson. He plays a major role in the comic books. But yeah, man, you remember the films on the plane? Vaguely. I remember that they had uh, this one called Finding Wakanda. Finding Wakanda's life. <laughs> yeah, which made me realize, like, which made me think, like, what kind of film is this? Is this, like, a discovering I think they're actual all, Wakanda? I think they, or like, is it like, the way I saw these film titles, I thought they were, like, on the Discovery Channel. Like, oh, okay. I thought these were all documented based because they, they had Finding Wakanda, Nova, uh, a, a documentary by Eric Selvig, mm-hmm. uh, Hunting Hydra. The Snap, and then Iron, uh, Heart of Iron, a Tony Stark biopic. And it just felt like me, like, all documentaries, which yeah. kind of helped. He might have just been in the documentary um, genre section. Because for all of those films to be related to MCU properties, mm-hmm. that's, okay, that's a stretch. Especially yeah. when we know that this universe has some of our movies, mm-hmm. you know? It's funny. But let's get into these post-credit scenes because the movie is amazing overall. But these post-credit scenes, you missed this. The movie looks different to you. I, they're very. That's the thing people are talking about online, and I agree with it. If you yeah. don't watch these post-credit scenes, it's a different film to you now. Because that first post-credit scene, Peter Parker's flying, swinging through New York with MJ for the first time. MJ is scared. She's a real version of MJ going through it because in Spider-Man, the original Sam Raimi version, she was just chilling. She was just chilling like it was flying like a bird, like it was nonchalant, like she's done this shit before. Nah, nobody flies, nobody swings through New York City. Like that shit is not normal. So not even that. No one does it without a harness. Yeah, yeah. That's like love. That's like love. all you're holding on to is it's him. Is him, and he could just lose it. Like you just gotta trust him. He could run out. Yeah. You, <laughs> But they make it. They make it to New York. He gives her. He drops her off in Times Square. And right before he leaves, you know how Times Square has the biggest like screens everywhere. Yeah. A little contingency plan. Contingency. A contingency. What? Say it again. 
A contingency. Contingency. I can't even say it because you're can't. You I can't, can't say it. Contingency. It spreads. It spreads. I don't know why, but I can't say it. It's contingency. <laughs> contingency. But the, his plan, Mysterio's plan, after he faked his death, yes, was to give some edited footage to none only, not only, none only. <laughs> I just love messing up one after that. I was like a domino effect. Yeah. <laughs> it's a domino effect. One after once, another. Once you fuck up the first one and I make it aware, it's, it's like, a party. that's it. It's Everyone's invited. All of you fucking words are invited. But, yeah, JJ Jonathan. No. No. <laughs> Yo, and I could honestly tell that you did not mean to say that. Like, you were trying so hard to say it right. And you still said it wrong. Yeah. J. Jonah, J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, J to the three power, right? Yeah, J, J three times. JX3. JJJ. And it's, it's none JJ only. Jameson. Or J. Jonah Jameson. But it's none only than uh, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons oh, yeah, comes JK, back. Another J. J.K. Simmons came All back. Right. People need to fill out these words because you can't put in letters in their names. <laughs> What if what if his his name is Jay? Fuck him. You know that that you know that oh, you you ever um, I mean this is kind of off topic mm-hmm. but kind of you know that Homer has a middle name right Homer yeah, yeah, Simpson it's Jay it's mm-hmm. but it's actually Jay you saw that episode yeah. when he like <laughs> sees it and like he his like, mother had to tell him his mother had to tell yeah, him it's like, yeah it's Jay it's Jay <laughs> oh okay but yeah JJ makes an appearance and it's the original JJ. But in a different format for uh, 2019. So 2019, we're not reading newspapers. We don't got time for that. We're wasting, killing plant uh, trees and shit. So now <laughs> everything is digital. Yep. And he is on what they call an Alex Alex Jones. And I'm not Jones, too familiar yeah. with him. I'm, I'd heard of his name. He gives these rants. He's very uh, optimistic about the topics. He does. Like, he's very strong opinionated. Mm-hmm. So... That's where they're kind of lingering with this. And not for nothing, um, he still looks like the comic book version with just no hair. He's bald. Yeah. He just got to paint these little lines. <laughs> yeah. And then the strong-ass the mustache. I mean, he's he's got, he's got like, the look still down because I think that there's an iteration of Jay Jonah with, like, bald hair. Well, you know, he... With the side. He hit him at... Aunt May in the comic books too, man. Oh man. Aunt May out here. Aunt Not May this out here. If it's summertime, she out here. Yeah, she was saying that at the end, like she she it's ain't trying to stick. She ain't trying to like get locked down. She, she, she out life. here trying to go around the town. Yeah, man. She died. She not worry about she Peter was, no more. She was blipped, so she's blipping. Yeah, she out here blipping. <laughs> but they out him. They play my man. Yeah, man. Pride Weekend was just note. last week, and they just outed my man Spider-Man. They outed my man Spider-Man. They said, yo, Spider-Man is the villain. So they painted him as the, vid- uh, as the villain because of the edited footage. Yep. And then on top of that, they show my man's picture. And he's smiling like. And they said <laughs> his name, bruh. Peter Parker and for the, the whole, whole world. Film, this whole film is based on him protecting his identity. Yep. And just like that, it was a wrap. <laughs> And then they ended it so beautiful because they they ended it with the what the fuck moment that he's they like, ended the first one. He's just like, what, what the, the f-? and then it cuts off just the same way Aunt May found out he was Spider Man. Yep, that was hilarious. 
that opens so up so far, many like, possibilities. So far, th- these two movies, like this director, he's killing it. Like he, he's, he knows what he's doing. He, he knows, knows what he's doing, doing with and, this and property. And I'm glad because uh, that's what Sam Raimi was to the original Spider-Man. Yeah. He had love for the character, and that's what you... Anybody who's a filmmaker for comic books, I really believe and truly, truly hope that all comic books are dealt with people that know the material, are familiar with it, because they give it a special kind of love to it. Yeah, but with Sam Raimi, though, um, you know, no offense. Like, I love the, the, the trilogy of those films. But the third one, he kind of like... This is not, that's not his fault. Blame studios for that. But behind the scenes, it's difficult to make a passion oh, yeah. project when they you want... have other people that put their money into it and they have say. It's a whole different discussion, but it's fucked up. Yeah. But anyway. But um, the second post credit scene. The second one with the reveal. Then my man Nick Fury and his chick, his, his partner in crime, Maria Hill, the whole time. The whole time? They were scrolls. They out here scrolling. They scrolling out here, bro. Yeah, and man. it was Talos and his wife Soren. And his wife. They were masquerading themselves as as Maria you know, Hill Maria and, and Nick, Nick Fury. Fury. That blew my mind. And once I noticed that, I was like, I gotta watch this film again. Yeah. Because they do some. They they mess up sometimes. They do a little misstep, and you gotta catch it. If you watch the film the second time, knowing that, you'll look at them differently and you'll catch things that kind of hint to it's it. It's mainly dialogue. And it's things like that that when you watch it the first time, like if you really pay attention, mm-hmm. if you know your MCU and you hearing it. And you hearing it, you're you're consciously listening to the dialogue and the you know, everything that they're saying. You can pinpoint you could definitely pick it up by the context clues. And it's funny because when you finish the movie, if you didn't know that that was supposed to happen, and then mm-hmm. you see it, you're like, "That all makes sense now." The question is now, moving forward, before we end this uh, conversation, is who's the scroll? You know what? I don't think that's gonna be the question for every film moving forward after this one. Yeah, but I think because they've been out here for thirty years, chilling. Yeah, but I think as far as making them be. Any of the heroes that we saw, mm-hmm. like be part of everything, the all the adventures. It's at- not a hero. No, it can't be a hero. It has to be somebody that has no power. Definitely, but they can still imitate the heroes' looks if they need to do publicity, because people are asking where the adventures at. Yeah, but at that point, everybody who's an adventure that's left over. Or any, anybody that, that was there, they're not going to keep quiet if they see Black Widow come out of nowhere to give a press conference. That's going to be weird. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know that's, that's not going to happen. No, no. You know it's not going to be the Vision coming through. No, well, Vision Well, Vision story. could. Right, he, right, yeah, he's, 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 he could. Never mind, never mind. Because right. he's Android, so, you know, and he got his own show coming soon, so you never know. But my man Nick Fury is sipping culadas in a simulation in space in a very important location in space that looks like a toothpick yes <laughs> that space station is could be sword sword yes which was such a great when you really think about it when you really think about the cohesiveness of this film mm-hmm. being the the way to end phase three but also end 
the you know the 10 years the infinity saga of mcu films right the the way sony worked with kevin kevin feige because they did that post credit scene not only to please fans of the movie like people that just finished watching the movie mm-hmm. the way that they wrote that scene just kind of coexisted with the way it ended in the first movie like, yeah the first movie uh i am iron man is yes of a, a reference to what they did with peter parker outing him yes and uh when Nick Fury first appeared to Iron Man, telling mm-hmm. him you're part of a bigger world. Yep. Now we're part of a bigger galaxy. Yes. So this was excellent. I can't wait to see it again, bro. Like I want, like we said, if we could find tickets tomorrow, we got time. We'll go visit you, Elmo. Word. Mo, I, I wish we could just I'm roll your ass streamer. out of there. I'm a live streamer for you if you're still in the bed. Word, man. I'm gonna bring this with me. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll you know, I'll put it right here on my, on my, on my chest. Get the seats with the recliner. Go like this. Boom, yo. You watching, you watching it with it me. Live. You watching, you watching it, live. it with me, brother. <laughs> we are, And then I, I put it like this on the crazy shit. Like, yeah, yeah. But then you're going to get mad because you be like, nigga, I want to see the screen. Fuck your face. I'm like, yo, my, my bad, my bad, yo. I'm just a little excited, you know. But anyway, bro, you definitely, everybody got to see this movie at least everybody. twice. And you got to see it minimum twice. It's 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 yo, a must. It's Spider-Man. It's, it's Spider-Man, a must, bro. yo. Everybody loves Spider-Man. It's universal. We love Spider-Man, and I think it was a great end mm-hmm. to Phase 3 in the Infinity Saga and a great beginning for whatever the fuck we're going to do next. So so what do you think is going to happen next? A lot. <laughs> That's good. That's awesome. <laughs> There's a lot. There's uh, a lot. It's hard to wrap my brain around it because if I really, really dissect and go, mm-hmm. me and my mans, we're going for like hours. Yeah. On this. And unfortunately, you know, our time is um almost up, right? Yeah. We're almost down. Yeah, but, we're 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 getting to the end, so uh, But we gotta talk about um our positive our predictions, overall feelings of the movie. Mm-hmm. And you know, then we end it with with you know, with our tags and everything like that. But yeah, let's go with our predictions for the future of the MCU. Uh, Sinister Six is coming. I don't know what the team is going to be, mm-hmm. but the Sinister Six is coming. Uh, I'm looking forward to that because I think they're building the characters and the villains up nicely. We need that one like top, top dog to come in to command because we already got Mysterio because I don't think he's dead. I think he's alive. He's just he got another illusion. He did an illusion within an illusion. Hard shit right there. Mm. Uh, we got uh, the vulture. Shit. The vulture is chilling in his bird cage right now. Mm-hmm. He's stuck there with the chameleon, uh, with Scorpion, mm-hmm. who's also in the cage for now. That's that's three right there. Um, they got they got uh, Miles's uncle, but like you said, I kind of believe now that he might not be a major villain. If he is part of that Sinister Six, he might be the first one that turns good. Like he goes yeah. from bad to good. Yeah. I can see him in that. But if not, um, they had this guy Dimitri, who they're saying could have been chameleon, but it doesn't seem like he played out. They have him as a different character in the comic books, possible. But the next Spider-Man film should have, you know, I'm I'm hoping for uh, Doc Ock and Norman, because if they're gonna do a Sinister Six, like those are two big dogs into that group of villains. And if you have a whole stack of villains like that, that that has to be a movie on its own. 
fire. You know, I was just about to ask you that. Do you think, since you said that, you know, that's part of the future, do you think it'll be its own entity, like its own Suicide Squad-esque film? Yeah. Sinister Six? It should. And it doesn't involve Spidey? Yeah, they don't need to until the end. It could happen. I mean, look at the way that Venom... They can put it in one film and still have Spider-Man in it. They just sideline him. Like, they can do the first half of them building and they focus more on them. Yeah. And get back into Spider-Man. It won't be considered a Spider-Man film. It's a Spider-Man, like a, a side story of Spider-Man's main thing. Here's what I think might happen if they do the Sinister Six. I think they're going to try to continue to introduce villains that we have not seen on screen yet. Mm-hmm. From the Spider-Man gallery, like the the rogue gallery. Craven uh, the Hunter yes. is a big head honcho. That was one of my. That was going to be the first person I bring up. Yes, Craven the Hunter. They almost brought him into Black Panther. They almost brought him in the first yeah. Black Panther. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's he's been talked about. So I think they're yeah. I think Craven's gonna be one of them. Um, I think they may redo Rhino somehow, but not like as a main villain. Um, they did same man, and they did him again as this elemental. So he's kind of. I. It's not what's his name. It's not Shocker. Electro. It's not Electro. Well, they have a Shocker. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's they a have a Shocker. Yeah, he's locked up. And they did Electro, who is also in, um, a member of the Sinister Six. But I think you know they need to do a new version. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think they're gonna want to even touch that touch that because of how bad Whack. Amazing Spider-Man Two was. I think of Gatorade every time I see him. What if they did? Um, I don't know. Nah, I don't think they could do campaign. Because they 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 wouldn't want to. They could do Kingpin, if they bring but King it would have to be the Wilson Fisk from Daredevil. He, if they do bring him, prediction, they have to make him bigger than he was in Daredevil. So he had to survive that five years, and he gained that respect and power within those five years. Mm. That would make me believable on him, like sell me on him being such a atmosphere for Peter. Okay. Okay. I feel like one of the things that they might do down the line in the MCU would be a Spider-Verse live-action movie. It's a definite pipe dream. It's definitely something that, like, if it happens, you know, nerdgasm is all, all over the place. Because you would have to get the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. You would have to get the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. But then you would start, you know, thinking about what other kind of live action Spider-Man we've seen. There's the Japanese Spider-Man, which I think they would definitely do as a cameo. Facts. Um, you also got other people that probably were rumored to play Spider-Man and stuff like that. What if they brought Jake Gyllenhaal back, not as Mysterio, not as Quentin Beck, but as the version of Spider-Man that could have been? What if they did the same thing with Leonardo DiCaprio? Possible. That could be dope. That would be dope, right? Um, out of all the other Spider-Man, Japanese Spider-Man is one of my favorites. Just after watching his show, and Japan has a crazy spin on Spider-Man over there. But uh, you know, I'm looking at the chat, and people are saying like uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Shout out to Brian. Oh, and, shout out to my man David Belito. Yeah, he wants Peter Porker. <laughs> he wants Doctor a new Doc Ock. Yeah, man, we said that, bro. Doc Ock. A is female definitely... version Doc Ock from the Spidey Verse film. That would be dope. Yeah, 
I think they did a nice change of it, and it, it, it'll be cool, not for nothing, to have a female in the Sinister Six. I think I don't think it should always be the all 100% guys. They can mm -hmm. add a female one and change some things. So the Doc Ox, since they never introduced it, that would be a cool spin if they make it a female. But it's got to be very compelling. Yeah. Man, I think that if they were to bring back a villain that we've already seen before. Shout out to Diego up in here. Yeah, shout out to Diego. If they if they bring back a villain that we've seen before, they it may be Doc Ock before Green Goblin. I feel like they are keeping Green Goblin a like a on the back burner because they they kind of overdone it. Yeah, they did Green Goblin in the first movie. Yeah, they did it really good twice. They did a first good run. With him and the Sam Raimi, they went left with it in the in the Amazing Spider-Man. I don't blame them because they want to go different. They want to do something experimental. Mm -hmm. and it really didn't jive with me too much. It was but stupid. this new version has to be a nice mix of what they did with Sam Raimi and kind of the experimental route they did with uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Just create something new, original, and authentic. Because I've heard in the first Spider-Man uh, original, Sam Raimi. Uh, William Dafoe said they had prosthetics on him. So they had like him actually get painted on green, look more realistic goblin instead of that suit that they gave him. So if you can mix a middle ground with both those things, I think they can have something very, very special. He yeah, he needs to be more practical. Yeah. Like he he can't wear that stupid silly mask. He can't go back and forth with it. I think if he transforms into uh the green goblin, I think he should stay that permanently. I don't I don't know if how I feel if how they would make him human daytime crazy nighttime. It, it's kind of hard unless he like transforms and shit. I mean it's possible. I mean you you do have a point because I don't see him becoming like an animalistic mm -hmm. version of goblin and then turning back to a human in this you know this in, in this universe because this this universe is so grounded by reality. Even though it's like dealing with things that are outside the realm of possibility, mm -hmm. it's it it gives true human reaction, like the way they it, the way they interact with like with things that are outside of their norm. Mm -hmm. They 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 definitely give off the vibes that we would give off. They definitely give off the reactions that a normal human in everyday life would be like. What the hell? Like did a raccoon just talk? Yeah. Like, like nobody else is gonna address that. <laughs> it's an alternate Earth of ours if that really happened. Yeah, it's it's really dope. But, but it's, then it's our mindset. That's the thing. It's the same mindset that we have. Yeah. Just in that one, it will come to fruition. But then, because of all this, all the stuff that they're becoming used to seeing, they're just so used to seeing it that it's like, oh, it's there's normal. Hulk at the freaking diner. Let's go ask him for an autograph. <laughs> <laughs> My man, Professor Hulk. Yo, he said it. He said it in Endgame. It's uh, strange times. Crazy it is times. strange times. <laughs> strange times. So we are definitely going to um, talk more about the possibility of um, different uh, Spider-Verse-esque movies and definitely going to talk more about the future of the MCU in later episodes once we know more. Um, Comic-Con is coming up this month, right? Yeah, it's coming up in July. And uh, D23, Disney's event, is in August. So uh, Marvel's making a big presence into first time coming back, right? In a while for San Diego. Yes. So 
uh who knows what they're gonna pull off over there it could be the announcement could be the new phase or whatever they're gonna call the next couple of films maybe show some teasers some black widow footage maybe the announcement of the internals maybe uh announcement for shang chi possibly and if they don't then they're definitely doing it in d23 they have to do it sometime there because if they want to put out the next film which right now is filming it would be close to wrapping soon is black widow it would have to be sometime next year my guess is that they're going to announce movie the slate of movies Mm -hmm. for the next two to three years they're not doing the phase thing they're not going to do like a whole slate of movies that are coming out for the next eight years Mm -hmm. they're going to do something really simple keep it to three movies we're going to show you what we have up until you know may 2020 or may 22 and it's going to be you know the movies you just said black widow the eternals um shang chi a possible sequel for Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, um, and Guardians Marvel. Three. Guardians Three, I think, would those. be the fourth one. That actually might end. Guardians Three, I feel like it's going to be the new Avengers for now. Well, yeah, they have a group, and who knows if Thor is still on the team? Yeah, but what I'm what I'm saying is, I feel like because they kind of introduced the the space is going to play more of a of a role now as like where we're going to get all of our villains from Mm -hmm. i think they're going to make guardians like okay like they're going to be the standing avengers for now until we have our new team yeah because they're going they're going cosmic with this uh that post credit scene with nick fury they go cosmic so exactly it's it's good to go cosmic because yeah they had the guardians and they're gonna want they're gonna be the ones that have the first they're gonna be the first contact with whatever the new threat is going to be galactus yeah. or somebody well we don't know Galactus would be cool I but really i feel see like him. i feel like that's what they're gonna do at comic-con at mm-hmm. hall h and then for d23 all disney plus that's when they're gonna talk about scarlet witch and vision that's when they're gonna Wanda talk about vision. uh bucky and and um falcon that's when they're gonna talk about hawkeye that's when they're gonna talk about the what if shows the what if series yeah um, who else has uh, their own show? Loki. Loki's the first the one. The Loki. Yes. I feel like they're going to show actual footage for the Loki. Loki, yeah. I think that one's closer to be done. Yeah. They've been secretly filming that one. So yeah. that one looks cool. There's a lot of good shows coming up. And uh, there's talks about other characters coming into the MCU that haven't been announced. So we got exciting times ahead of us. Yes, we definitely do. But more to, more to come on that. Um, again, we want to say thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Um, we want everyone to wish Elmo the best of health. You know, he's, he's, he's already, he's already good. You know, he's, he's getting better, but you never know. He's still in the hospital right now. We just want to make sure that he gets a speedy recovery. Elmo, we love you, man. We out here. We still doing it for you. You know what I'm saying? We got to watch Spider-Man so you can see all this awesomeness with us. Sorry, we just spoiled the whole movie for you, bro. But it's, you still gonna love it, bro. Yeah, regardless, regardless if we spoil it to you and you're a loyal fan, and we need your loyalty because it really helps us and really helps us push this podcast forward. No matter what, uh, watch this movie, man. Watch this movie with a friend that you could discuss with. Watch it with a family member. Watch it with somebody. And if you're watching it by yourself. Hit me up. I'll watch it with you. Bro, you hit me up, too. You're going to watch it. You know what I mean? Fuck that. We're going to definitely watch it. It's going to be a, a fun time. It's a fun time. If you're looking for laughs, looking for some action, looking for some comic books, it's a blast. I've had fun with it. Uh, I don't know what film is coming up. I don't give a shit because I'm having so much fun with this one. Yeah. Well, 
Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in today. Episode 12, your boy mm -hmm. Prank. Follow me at Dr. Unders Dr. Underscore Prankistan. I almost forgot my whole IG. <laughs> she. Um, yeah, your speech, boy. Speechless here. Um, follow me on everything. Speech the menace. Speech T H E menace. All in one word. You can find me on all social media accounts Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, follow the show at Previously On Today on Instagram. On YouTube, we have our. Uh, are we still uploading on? Uh, we're on Spotify, iTunes, all different platforms, and we're gonna yeah. be on more platforms in the coming months. So, watch out for us, and thank you for supporting the channel, man. Uh, can't wait for the next episode, and see you later. See you next week. We out. <laughs>